Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. I um, moved up to Joburg in 2012 uh, to come and finish my second and third year of, of audit articles at Deloitte here in Woodmead. Finished that in 2013 and then... Um, one of the big things that the, the audit article clerks want to do at Deloitte is to go on to JIT, which means you get to do a secondment to uh, one of the Deloitte offices abroad for two or three months. And um, I was one of those who were keen to go. So I applied for Canada, and I got Hawaii. Um, so I think I, <laughs> I, I got the better end of the deal. <laughs> it was the first time in seven years I sent someone to Hawaii. So I was like, sure, the Lord has got my back. Um, and... I went to Hawaii and the audit was, I, did it, I enjoyed it as much as I did in South Africa that much, but uh, the location was great. Our project finished early and I was sent to San Francisco for a couple of weeks to help out on a project there before flying back to um, South Africa. And I remember, I'm a, I'm a bit of an introvert and I, I enjoy my own space and space to think and just do stuff for myself. Um, I've, I've learned to not be as dependent on it, being married and being a dad. Um, but, but my personality is more of an introvert type. And so I was looking forward to this trip, this three-month trip abroad and traveling. But it was, it was quite difficult for me to admit at one stage that I was, I was actually quite lonely. Um, I'd never experienced loneliness, really. Um, I think because I, I'm okay being by myself and I was always surrounded by people. But I remember like, feeling very lonely and not really knowing what to do with that. And I was sitting, I was sitting in my hotel room one Saturday evening in San Francisco, and um, there, is, there is this church in California that um, I've read a couple of books, and um, their music is well known. Many of you will know their music, and I had such a desire to go visit this church, and I, I was like, well, maybe I can go. And I jumped onto the website with the bus times. There's a bus that picks you up in San Francisco and drops you off at the train, and then you take a train trip to this place um, in, a, in the northern part of California. And um, I, I think it was 10 to 8, and the bus left at 10 past 8. And um, it was a kilometer away from the hotel, the pickup point, and I hadn't packed yet. Um, and I was like, I'm doing it. And I bought my ticket, and I, I think I literally, I didn't pack anything. Because I got on the train that night and I got on the train back the following evening. So I was like, I'm not going to brush my teeth tomorrow. I'll buy an apple somewhere. Um, but I jumped on the train and I, so I got there. I think I got, in, I got to Reading in, at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Got out of the train, dodgy part of town. Um, didn't know how, where, which direction the church was. Didn't have data on my phone. I needed Wi-Fi for that. And um, I, I just sort of started walking, um, and it's a sort of industrial area, and there was this, this man, this homeless person, walking straight to me, and uh, I was very afraid. <laughs> and um, he walked up to me, and he asked me, um, where am I going? Can you help me? <laughs> very bizarre. And I said, yes, I'm looking for this church, but I need to eat something and I need Wi-Fi. 
can you help me? And, and this guy, was, he's actually very eloquently dressed. He spoke very well. Um, and he had a sense of dignity and humility about him. And we walked a few kilometers to, to this uh, a real American diner. And um, we sat there, and, and he turned out to be a Christian. And we just had fellowship. And he said he had been a chef, but he was retrenched. And he's looking for work. And his family is in another city. And um, yo, he just blessed me so much. I, I, I actually believe that he was an angel, um, truth be told. Um, but I bought him breakfast or dinner or whatever it was, and um, he pointed sort of the general direction which the church was, and I started walking there, and um, bought some coffee, went to the morning service, blessed, but not like a wow experience, you know, I was like, sure, I really sacrificed getting here, I was, I was sort of hoping for a bit more, um, but it was cool, and afterwards they have this prayer room there, um, and I've, I've seen people, I, I, I'd been there once before, and I'd seen people like, you know, sort of soak in God's presence in the prayer room. So I was like, I'm just going to go soak in his presence, because I, I hadn't slept the night before traveling. So I, so I went and I soaked for about three hours. Um, I just lay there in the prayer room with a pillow and, and slept. Um, waiting for the evening service, I, I, I again had to get on the train at like one o'clock in the morning or something the following day. And that night, I, I went to the service, and a pretty well-known guy was preaching. He's, 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 he's sort of the prophet in their leadership team. And um, I remember the, sermon, the, the title of his sermon was A City Under the Influence of the Kingdom. And, and he started preaching, and I, um, I remember started to weep uncontrollably quite early on in the sermon, which had never happened to me before. I, I mean, it happens to my wife, Lauren, often. Um, but to me, you know, but I remember being just overcome because this guy preached about, he spoke about a lot of secret, secret desires in my heart, things that, I, things that I believed I was called for, but that, that I felt guilty about because I felt like that was not a, that was not, I thought maybe I was deceived because I've been feeling like I was called for business, right? And I was called to sort of, God wanted to use me in not such an obvious way, almost like plant me strategically in different places and use me to influence without necessarily always preaching the gospel point blank, right? And praying for miracles every time. And I felt very guilty about that because I... I, I heard voices and messages I'd heard before, and I thought that I was just like taking the easy way out. But this guy, it was just, it was just totally a, a work of the Holy Spirit. How specific his sermon was, and how it confirmed very, very specific details of what God had been speaking to me about, about my calling, um, that I had never told anyone, and that I had never actually acknowledged for myself. It was a desire, but it wasn't actually a conscious thing that I had thought of a lot before. Um, and I was crying and crying and crying and I, afterwards I decided that I need this guy to pray for me and um, I, went, I went and stood in the queue, it's quite a long queue and eventually he, I got in the front of the queue and he, um, he made such an impression on me I, I, had a, I had this image of how he would treat me and he just like saw me, you know he just, he just like looked into my eyes and he just had a couple of minutes with me. He just asked me, who am I? Where am I coming from? 
I said I'd visited their ministry school a couple of months back for a few days. He was like, oh, how did you find it? What was your experience like? And there's a queue of people waiting for, the, for him to minister to them. And, um, and, then he, and then I just said to him, I feel like, I, I, feel like I, I operate out of so much guilt. I feel like I, I know what, what a Christian should do and what's required. And I feel like I burn myself out trying to be all of those things and do all of those things. And, and once I focus on this area, I feel like I drop a ball over there. And, um, and he was just like, he just smiled at me and he wasn't intimidated by the issue. And he said, no, let me pray for you. And I thought, okay, here it's coming. I'm going to like electricity through my body, you know, and all of that. And he prayed a very simple prayer. I remember one of the things he prayed was, Lord, I just thank you that Stefan will operate from a place of compassion and not from compulsion. Um, and, and there was one or two other shifts like that that he prayed. Um, but I remember not moving from compulsion to compassion. Um, not doing things all the time because you feel you ought to, because an expectation has been placed or because you think it might be the right thing or there's an obligation, but actually because your heart is stirred for what you see in front of you, or your heart is stirred by the Father, um, or your heart is stirred by him, but what, whatever else. And that was quite profound for me, and, I, and he explained to me a little bit about the principle of the body, and he said the great thing about the church is that you don't have to be everything. It's okay to lack in certain areas. It's okay to have weaknesses. It's okay to um, not be able to make contributions in certain areas. God designed it that way so that we would have to rely on each other and so that we could not function entirely independently. And that it's such a simple principle, but it was such a revelation to me um, that it was okay not to be good at everything um, and not to tick all the boxes that I could actually form part of that body and, and allow other people to do it as well. A um, couple of other things that, that highlighted for me is... Um, I started a journey of, of sort of um, just embracing who God had created me to be um, with my gifts, with my personality, um, with my talents, with my interests. And, and I started to realize that there were actually, there's actually purpose in those things. Even though I felt guilty about that at times, there, there's purpose in those things, right? God says the body has many members and they have diverse functions. And He places all of those things in us and in our hearts because we have a different function. It's by design, right? And uh, so often it's some of them are celebrated more than others and we, we start to feel guilty or we start to move away from, um, from some of those things. Um, I realized that I had, to st I had to rely on others more and encourage others in areas where I lack and I am weak and deliberately surrounding me, myself with those people. Um, I realize that it requires faith for me to believe what God says about me, what He says about my gifts, what He says about my calling, because it might look different to the next person on a practical level, um, and therefore it, it requires faith to walk in it. And, um, you know, so I, for example, I know someone who, let's take Mariette, like, Mariette is anointed for comedy. <laughs> Did you know that? Um, I, she was at our house the other night, and I was just like, 
It was just not a natural thing how funny she is, you know. And she uses that to, for people to get saved. You know, she has, she has stand-up comedy shows as a platform to share the gospel and to share testimony. Um, now, that could easily be dismissed as not spiritual. That's not, that part of you is just, um, you know, it's just re it's redundant. It's something nice, but it's just something extra. There's a reason why that was, is part of your makeup, right? Um, I have a friend who's, who's got a passion and who is just very talented in, in agriculture and helping to helping develop small-scale farmers. He has an ability to connect with these people and he has insight into problems um, and he has a heart and a drive for it and God is using it for his, um, for his, for his glory, right? If you think about um, William Wilberforce uh, with the slave trade and, and the abolishment of the slave trade and how he fought. Um, who of you have seen the movie Amazing Grace? There's quite a few of us. So there's a scene where he, he sort of lying with all his clothes in the dew one morning and getting wet and he's looking at the spider's webs and he's just like, oh, God's creation is just so amazing and I just want to stay in this place forever. And, and then he, he makes a mistake a lot of us make often. I think he, he thinks because I have a hunger for God and because I love God and want to serve Him, that, only, that can only have an outflow in ministry, what we see as ministry, right, in the church. And he, um, he's like, well, you know, he start, starts to consider a career in clergy, you know, in the church, um, in becoming a minister. And then through a process, God obviously shows him that he's, he's, he wants to use him in politics. Um, and he had to be very wise and sly as a serpent, um, you know, gentle as a dove in those circumstances um, to see God do the work that he wanted to do. Um, even if you think about Daniel in the Bible, who was, it's so bizarre, but if you go read the scripture, he was appointed head over all the pagan magicians. What do you do in that situation as a believer? <laughs> You're like assigned as <laughs> the leader of the guys who practice witchcraft, right? <laughs> Which the king believes in. He supports that. Um, and the wisdom and, and how God had to use him in a different way to influence from the inside out. Um, and now at specific moments, God could use him strategically because he was faithful and he walked closely to God and he honored his devotion to God. Um, so that brings me to, to a scripture, um, Romans 12, verse, verse 4 to 8, which says, For just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Let's go one back. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Um, and the list starts out with prophecy, which I think if we had to now allocate these, the different gifts 
um, as spiritual or not spiritual. Prophecy? Spiritual, right? Super spiritual. Um, serving? Spiritual or practical? Practical, right? And see, we do this. <laughs> we do this all the time, and I do it as well, and it's difficult not to do it. Um, but we say that certain gifts are more spiritual and others are not spiritual. Um, I think any, those of you who were in church this morning, any also um, shared around the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which he, he, he preached out of 1 Corinthians 12, um, also speaks about the body principle. But this list is not an exhaustive list. It's examples of gifts. And there are other scriptures, in, the other um, instances in scripture where it speaks of other examples of gifts. So, th- for example, it speaks about administration as a gift, right? Um, administering things. I know a couple of people who are very good with that, and it's such a blessing um, for those of us who are not. Um, it speaks about healing, multiple different examples of, of gifts, right? Um, but the point is we have different gifts. And... Um, I like the, the, the second part of that verse. It says, according to the grace given to each of us. So there's actually a grace on each of us in those areas of giftings. And we need to use those gifts out of a place of grace. Right? Often, we, often we want to do it in our own strength. Or often we want to control those gifts. Or often we want to limit when we use them. Or we're selective about where it can be applied. Um, it says, according to the grace that has been given to us. So awesome knowing that God's grace is what empowers us to, to, um, to fully live in those gifts. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. It's quite a hectic thought, eh? Being stewards of God's grace in the way that we serve others with our gifts, in the way that we bless, in the way that we lavish whatever we're good at, whatever we've been blessed with, whatever special grace rests on us, on other people. Um, and the thing is, the body of Christ needs to, all those gifts, all those varieties of gifts, gifts that diversity of gifts, to, to be healthy, to function properly. And especially when we think about um, when we think about the Santon Church plant, um, which, is, which is now only two months away, right? Um, today. Um, very exciting. Um, we need all the gifts. God is not confused, right? He sends people to each congregation um, for a reason. He knows what that specific congregation or that many body needs in terms of gifts. Um, and this is something that Lauren and I try to really apply in our lives. And when we need something done around the house or when we need something, we, we're organizing our wedding or we're uh, doing something ministry related, we, we try to assign responsibility based on people's areas of gifting. But I've also realized that people, people really need, and I do as well, encouragement in our areas of gifting. Um, often, often the enemy, it's, it's fascinating to see how, how often in people's strongest areas of gifting, 
they're the most insecure. Um, they're the most resistant to go there. Or they've had a bad experience where they felt they, they burnt their fingers or where it wasn't well received, or where they stepped out and, um, and they fell short. And, and I realize we have s- such, a, such an opportunity to encourage, us, to encourage each other in that. Um, what prevents us from, from doing that? and submit your answers. <laughs> Fear, okay? Good one. Yeah, other thoughts? Sorry? Comfort? Yeah? I think comparison is quite a big one. I think um, certainly true in my life and uh and, uh, and from experience in, in chatting ab- about this to some other people, um, comparing ourselves to one another and uh, seeing someone operate in a certain area and like, sure, you know, it's, it's maybe not a conscious thing, but that person, you know, you know they, <laughs> they got it down. That's, that's, quite, that's quite spiritual. That's quite powerful, you know. And, um, and that's, the way that, that's the way that the Holy Spirit manifests himself. Um, and so I need to strive towards that. Um, and uh, comparison kills. Eh? Comparison entirely discourages us from bringing out diversity of gifts. Um, comparison um, doesn't only hurt the person next to me, but it, it hurts me as well. Um, and I, I really believe that God wants to take us from looking at each other in that sense to, to looking to Him um, and Him showing us what are those gifts. Um, that we can bless with, and to almost give him a blank canvas in that sense. How do we overcome that comparison? Acceptance of of your gift. Okay, nice. So acceptance of someone, yeah. Nice. Okay. So I think celebration goes a long way, um, and and I I've realized I need to be a lot more deliberate in this in in calling it out because I think it sometimes but I'm I don't always say it. You you see someone like Samiso, girl, you are anointed for worship, eh? <laughs> yeah, like presence of God. You just have such a that song you sang, I feel, is really like a life song for you, you know, from a place of hunger and thirst. Um, that's what drives your heart of worship, you know, and it so blesses the rest of us. There's such a sweet and a gentle intensity in the way that you worship God, um, and it creates an atmosphere for the rest of us to enter into the presence of God, um, and we just say we want more of that, <laughs> and we as a body honor God and Praise God for giving you that gift, and we say that we need it. Um, it brings Him so much glory, so just go for it. Eh? Um, and if, if the Holy Spirit hadn't reminded me right now, and I was speaking about this topic, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have said that to Shamiso, even though I thought that um, in worship. And that celebration, that calling out and saying, sure, you know, um, Ruan is so faithful in managing the sound in this place. 
Um, he does it with such excellence. I can see that he really takes ownership and that it matters to him what it sounds like. And I love that because it matters to me as well. <laughs> you know, I hear when it's not there. Um, so thank you. That's really a blessing to us as well. Um, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is just confirming. It's not so. Don't, nothing's malfunctioning. Don't worry. Um, and so I think celebrating that um, and honoring each other for gifts not only encourages others to serve with those gifts and embrace those areas of gifting, um, but it also disarms comparison in our own hearts. It also says, it's okay that I'm not like that. I have a different area where, where God wants to use me. Um, but unfortunately, the enemy then often um, is successful in lying to us and convincing us that our area of gifting is inferior. Um, or in, in my case, the enemy convinced me that one of the areas of my gifting is not, it's not manly, it's not strong, it's not... So I'm, I believe and have been told by people that I'm quite pastoral, and I used to, the enemy somehow convinced me that that is, that is something weak, that is something soft and, you know, just like has, has little, little impact, you know, um, that kind of thing. And I think the enemy is effective sometimes at convincing us of these things. Um, so I want us to address some of those things tonight. Can we do that? All right. While I was preparing, I felt like the Holy Spirit was... Um, highlighting three lies to me um, that, that, that many of us may be believing. Um, I'm going to ask you to stand. Um, you can stand. <coughs> and um, I, want you to, I want you to read them on the board with me. And um, I want you to just, just be aware of just, just be aware of the Holy Spirit and just listen if He's, if he's confirming this in your heart or not. Right? If, it, if it registers, if it resonates and you have a witness to that, then I want us to um, collectively renounce one of those, those uh, one by one. Um, if not, then you can just uh, do whatever else you want to do. Um, okay. So around our giftings, I, I believe that the first lie is some people are inherently more spiritual than others. They've just been born with this ability to connect with God better, and they just are more spiritual, and uh, I'm just less spiritual. Um, some gifts are more spiritual, and therefore, by default, more significant than others. All right. Who can identify with that lie? All right. Cool. Keep your hand raised. I want us to, to renounce that lie right now. Can we do that? Okay. Um, yeah, I want you to repeat after me. Lord, I renounce the lie that some people are more spiritual than others, that some gifts are more spiritual, and therefore more significant than others. God, I receive the truth that you have placed amazing gifts inside of me for the edification of the body. That means for the building up of the body. <laughs> you don't have to say that. Um, and for the glory of your name. 
Lord, I thank you for the beautiful and powerful gifts that you have placed inside of me. Give me opportunities to serve others in those areas. Amen. Okay, next one. I need to be good at everything. Relying on others for something is a sign of weakness. <coughs> I think that, that one doesn't need elaboration, so <laughs> who can identify with this one? All right, let's go, guys. Yeah, Father, I renounce the lie that I need to be good at everything and that relying on someone else is a sign of goodness, weakness. <laughs> See, I need to rely on you. Um, Father, I thank you that you have created me with weaknesses and areas of lack so that I would have to rely on others, rely on the body, and so that your strength may be made perfect in me. Amen. Nice. Third one. Acknowledging the gifts and the talents in my life amounts to pride. I should rather be modest and not attract too much attention to myself. So I think this one is, uh, especially, um, I can't talk for the other cultures because I grew up in an Afrikaans culture. I think generally in Afrikaans culture, this is a, uh, quite a big one. So, kinders moet gesien word en nie gehoor word nie. And if you, if you acknowledge that you're good at something or, or if you acknowledge that God uses you in a certain area, then you're being boastful. And that's pride. Um, and that actually um, gives the enemy power over you and keeps you from stepping out in those areas. Okay. Um, so who can identify with that lie? Okay. Yeah. Father, I just uh, renounce the lie. That when I acknowledge the gifts of my life, I'm being boastful. Thank you, Lord, that I can in humility be confident of the gifts you have placed in my life and serve others with boldness. I say no to the accusation of the enemy that that is me trying to draw attention to myself. Lord, even if my motive in that is wrong, I pray you will come and deal with it, but that it will not keep me from serving others with the gifts and the talents and the strengths that you have placed in my life. Amen. Amen. Not Siri, I want to unlock. Okay. Um, I want us now to, to, to take it one step further. And um, 
if you if you know the people that you're sitting around, um, if if you could um, connect in groups of two or three, um, if you don't know the people around you, or you don't know anyone here, um, please come to the front, and I I'd love to pray with you. Um, but I want us to to tell each other what some of those areas of gifting is. Okay. Um, actually, Dorit, can you can you just share what you shared with me earlier? Hi, everyone. Um, we had um, intercession before the evening service, and um, we specifically had it on our hearts to pray for the men um, in church, just where there are so many giftings um, that God has blessed the men with. Um, but the Spirit, Holy Spirit just showed us that there are many men that are not um, stepping out in those giftings because of fear of failure, fear of rejection, that what Stefan said about it not being perceived as masculine, or um, fear of humiliation. And um, the scripture that we got with that was just the lady with the, the issue of blood. I know it's a lady, but, you know, she, she took a risk and stretched out her hand in a crowd to touch Jesus in the hope that he would heal her. Or even, what was this? What's Zacchaeus in English? That thing, Zacchaeus. <laughs> um, he climbed a tree, and I mean, it looked pretty ridiculous, but he was that desperate for Christ. And um, yeah, there are many men in the congregation that are really desperate for Christ, but they're, they're not stepping out in their gifting, um, whatever that gifting may be, because of all those reasons that I've mentioned previously. Um, yeah, and we just want to um, also, we also repented for, there were men that stepped out in, in the past and then they were ridiculed or they were laughed at or they, their giftings were mocked, um, whether it was um, sharing a tongue or even a song and maybe you're not a singer but God put a song on your heart and people sort of mocked you. Um, and um, yeah, we just prayed that, um, and God just showed us that the only person that can affirm your masculinity or your identity is Jesus Christ. Not fellow male peers, not women, not family members, but Jesus Christ alone. So, yeah, we just prayed for the men. Can I actually just pray now? <laughs> um, Father God, we just thank you for all the men that um, you've sent to our church, God. And thank you for the giftings that you've blessed every single one of them with, God. And thank you, God, that we today we, we acknowledge and we proclaim that they will start to step out again, Lord. And thank you that um, their past will... Um, even what their father spoke over them has no hold over them, God. Um, thank you that they are so desperate to risk it for Christ. They are so desperate to see others encounter Christ that they would be willing to step out of those boxes and those molds that contain them, God. Um, yeah, just so that your, your presence can manifest, God, and miracles and healings and strongholds can be broken through that in Jesus' name. Amen. So... So when we when we do this next thing now, if you if you are one of those those men and you feel like you have a prophetic gifting on your life, and you are hesitant for whatever reason to embrace that, um, I wanted to to confess that as well. Um, but yeah, I want us to to break up into those those smaller groups, and to tell each other what the gifts that God has placed in your life. All right. So I myself will confess that, not my friend, to tell me what he sees in me. Um, I want us to say. I really feel like God has given me a gift to teach, to break open complex concepts and make it simple and use analogies to help people understand, you know, hidden secrets or whatever. 
Um, that's just an example. It can be anything, okay? Um, but I want us to, to share that with each other, the gifts that God has placed in my life. If you honestly have no clue of a single gift, um, I, want you, I want the people who know you to tell you what they see right, in your life. I promise you they will have a couple of things at least um, to mention. Um, but I want us to, to share that with each other and then to pray a blessing for the other people to pray a blessing over that person um, and to say, it's such an amazing gift. You know, it's such a blessing to the body. We want to see you grow in that. We want to see you mature in that. We want to see the Lord use you mightily in that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and if God gives you a word or a prophecy in that prayer, please, please share that with that person. Um, does that make sense? Okay, let's go for it. What is the, what is the purpose of our gifts? Sorry? Sanctification of the church. Sure, that's a big word. Yeah, I think that's part of the part of the purpose of our gifts. Bling, bring glory to God. Amen. Bling, bling glory to God. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> bring. <laughs> Let's not bring bling. Absolutely. To edify the church. Yes. What else? To encourage one another, right? Yeah, I think those are I think probably the main reasons to bring glory to God, to um, to edify or to build up the church and to encourage one another and support one another. Um, how do we know what our gifts are? What's it? Phone a friend. <laughs> Not a bad option. Yeah. So those around you that you know. You trust and you know walk a road with the, with the Lord can uh, can can provide some input, yeah. Something that blesses someone, yeah. So often people will comment on the same thing. Wow, when you do this, I really experience that. So amazing, yeah. Yes, try. There we go. We learn by doing, right? Um, so even if you're not sure, just go for it. Just do it. Hey, is that a word for you? <laughs> Um, yeah. Just uh, if you think that it might be an area of gifting, just do it. Of course, there will be seasons where where we we serve in areas because there's there's a need, and that's the only reason. We might not feel like we specifically have a gift in that area, right? But there's a need, and we fill the gap. There are those seasons for all of us, and they are blessed. God gives special grace in those those seasons. But God gave us specific gifts and a specific makeup because He has a specific function for us in mind, in the body, right? Um, and it's so my heart to see all of us grow more and more to that place. Um, another way, another way that, that I've heard someone say is, if you think you have a gift in a certain area, ask God to send people with a need for that gift to you, um, and see how you actually have encounters with people that need something in that area, um, and that you can bless them with. Right, so I just want to end off the evening with communion and, um, yeah, because it's really, it's through gospel grace 
that we are transformed from a place of striving. And I love that the song that came out earlier and how it ties in, right? Going from a place of striving to gifts that have been distributed through God's grace and stewarding His grace, walking um, walking in those areas of gifting through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's through, it's through the cross and through what Jesus did that we can move from that place of, of striving to a place of grace, of being effective um, and running with what He has placed in our hearts and in our hands um, for the kingdom. So my, I'm going to pray and, and just thank God for the for his blood and for his body, and you can take the elements of the communion, um, and then we'll just end off the evening. So, Father, we we say, Lord, as often as we um, we gather in your name, Lord, we should do this in remembrance of you, Lord. And tonight we just remember, Lord, <laughs> we remember the cross, Lord, and uh, what a beautiful exchange took place on the cross, Lord. All of all of our rubbish, Lord, Father God, all of our miffness, Father God, all of our dirt, Lord, of our guilt, of our shame, exchange, Lord, for a life in your presence, Lord, a full life, Lord, through you, Lord, communion with you, relationship with you, closeness with you, Father. Thank you that you initiated that, Lord, and that we are in the receiving end, Lord, and tonight, again, Lord, we just say, yes, God. We say, yes, Lord, we thank you for your body, Lord, that was broken, Lord, and humiliated, Father God, that was shamed, Lord, that was hurt, Father God, um, that was nailed to a cross, Lord, and that you didn't count that too much of a sacrifice, Lord. You, you sacrificed you and your physical body, Lord, for us to be reconciled with the Father, Lord. We thank you for the blood, Lord, Lord Jesus, the blood that flowed, the fact that you literally poured yourself out for us in obedience to the Father, that we might have a relationship with Him under the new covenant, which says that we are accepted before we have done anything right or anything good, Lord. It says we cannot earn our salvation, but that it is by faith, Lord, by grace through faith that we are saved, Lord, by Your blood, Lord. We thank You, Lord, that um, we cannot earn, Lord, but that it is by faith that we have a relationship with You, Lord, and yeah, we just celebrate that tonight, Father God. We say thank you, Lord. And we also just use the communion, Lord, as a seal on tonight's message, Lord. And in, in not taking lightly, Lord, the gifts and the talents and the strengths you have placed on our lives, Lord. And we say, Lord, we want to embrace those areas fully, Lord. We want to walk fully in those areas. We want to say, Holy Spirit, come into those areas. Mature us in those areas. Grow us in those areas. Show us how... You show yourself powerful through us and how you use us, Lord. Um, you can do anything, Lord, but still you choose to work through us, Father God, in, um, in advancing your kingdom here on earth, Lord. And um, I, th I thank you for a renewed boldness, Lord, to step out in these areas, Lord. Um, even if we're ridiculed, Lord, even if we fail, Father, thank you for a grace, Lord, to try again, Lord, and to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.